In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Ah, no problem, man. <laughs> also joining us are RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? It's the sound of the police. Ooh, ooh. It's the sound of JLB. What's good, guys? It is me. It is me. I'm good. Can't complain. Same old, you know, staying home, doing the regs, doing the regulars. Yeah. You Can't haven't compl- talked about washing your hands in a while, so have you stopped doing that? I uh, I washed my body today instead, so therefore I figured my hands were already washed in the process. But you guys should definitely should. Uh, you just wash your body the one time, though? Or are you, like, doing that in public restrooms and stuff? Anywhere they allow me to go and wash my body, I will, because I trust nobody. Yeah. Maybe know. you could do it on your next Zoom call. Oh, jeez. I, I no longer trust public <laughs> restrooms. <laughs> Probably a good, good idea. <laughs> um... Just a reminder to everyone listening, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network. You can head over to tatnusco.com and check them out there. If you are new to this show, this particular episode of Raw and Order, the premise is very simple. We are going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance or answers are entirely made up on the spot because we think that's funnier. I Until I come up with the episode that we pick a fight with each other. Pick a fight with me. No, because I don't know how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently n- the rest of the WWE roster doesn't know that either, so... Uh, Before we get into it, though, I would like to make sure to remind everyone to like, share, subscribe uh, so we can continue to grow. You can also head over to patreon.com slash raw and order WBU to support us there and get access to all those sweet, sweet perks like the Discord server, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, posting of the classic pay-per-view reviews, our review of Starcade 89 Future Shock is up now. Um... And even the ability to be invited on this very show to challenge us to book your fantasy. So all you got to do is head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu and support us there to get invited. We will not book fantasies that involve Zooms, though. Yes. No no Zoom calls. Too many people exposing themselves on them. <laughs> and by too many, I mean one. That's enough. That's all it needs. Um, but we will go ahead and get into the fantasy booking, and I think I went first last week, so I will give uh, you guys the chance to go first if you want to. Otherwise, I will go. Uh, I'm I'm open either way. Um, I mean, I'll go first just because mine's going to be garbage, and uh, you know, you save the first for the worst. So, um, so seeing AJ Styles with a bodyguard, um, who is the same guy who was the bouncer for. Um, the Raw Underground and also the tall ninja in 
the ninja in uh, Akira Tozawa's Ninja Factory there. That's right. They're not weren't called Ninja Factory, but uh, I thought it sounded catchy. So now we see him with AJ Styles. There was a whole bunch of pictures making fun of it because now he just looks even taller than he did even before because now the camera was panned back and we truly saw his tallness, if you will. But I want you to book... You can either book who would you like to see align with I, I forget his name um well the tall guy i'm gonna i don't want to keep calling him the tall guy but the tall seven foot uh the seven footer there who's now teamed up with aj as his bodyguard i think aj styles doesn't necessarily need it um but yeah i would want you to basically book me an old school bodyguard person to be um factor team with because i honestly think only sean michaels and diesel had done it correctly um and now they suddenly bring it back which is cool it's a nod to nostalgia but i think pairing him with aj is weird and will not work um so you can either book just a good bodyguard wrestler team or you can choose to be able to book who that tall seven footer can go with to make it actually worth your while. Cause I don't really see where they're going with it just started, but I don't see where they're going uh, with it. It seems like it's just going to fall flat. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to fall flat depending on how they do it. Um, they hinted a little bit about how they're going to use it with uh him getting in the face of the referee and the referee trying to eject him and him being like, you're going to try me and the referee backing down. So I, I gotta be honest. I think bodyguard is probably not the right term for him. I think he's going to be more um, intimidation man to uh, <laughs> intimidate the referees to help AJ style cheat to win. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to give him some other name because his real name is Jordan. And I'm going to totally butcher Amogbehen, Amogbehen, A-M-O-G-B-E-H-I-N. And there's no way they're going to expect, you know, Tom Phillips to say that on a regular basis. They really I want him to have Tom Phillips say that on a regular basis. George, Amogbehen, 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 Amogbehen. No, I, w- I want uh, JR back trying to say it on a regular basis. That would be hilarious. And he'll just be mad and be like, the tall guy, Jesus Christ. Now, I mean, that being said, in a way, AEW has done it. I mean, that was the whole reason they brought in Jake Hager to be the muscle for uh, Jericho. Right. Uh, so, I mean, they've been doing it in other promotions and... I mean, like you said, this isn't the first time WWE has done it. It's been a bit, but it's, you know, uh, I think D.A. Fabe was mentioning earlier, Tom Coe, his original thing was was um, Bodyguard. And, uh, of course, we mentioned Diesel, but Psycho Sid, his thing was that. So I can see it. Sid's original, though, wasn't. Sid's was Sid. Mm-hmm. But so um, if I were to be doing it with current rosters, one way or another um it'd be it'd be die jack would be the guy i'd be making the bodyguard um especially because right now he's in retribution he's t-boss no no nope t-boss was the uh 
the TLC one. Um, TLC, yeah. Yeah. Um, T T bar. T bar. T bone. I was going to try to correct it and say T-Bag, but thank God I did it because I still would have been wrong. Might as well be T-Bag. Like, that's what I'm calling him from now on. <laughs> you got a problem with it? You just need to go to Quebec, Canada. Uh, <laughs> and, um, anyways. Uh, but the so, middle part of the province, eh? Yeah. Right <laughs> there, eh? It's okay. We're in the red zone. You couldn't even get to me if you tried. Now, almost all of America is in the red zone, so... Mm. Fair point. Uh, we ain't scared of no red zones. <laughs> but so, um, I don't know who I would put him with. The The key to it working really well, in my opinion, is to have the big man bodyguard be paired with someone who can take care of themselves. Um, because then that allows them to use it as a chicken shit deal, right? Uh, like, you don't want to put the big man as bodyguard to... Sin Cara or someone like that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that's why it works with AJ Styles. That's why it worked with HBK. You know? Uh, that's why, in a way, I think it works. I'm not a big Jake Hager fan, but I think it works with Jericho and Jake Hager being the muscle. But, so, um, in, in a way, it's kind of what they were doing with Murphy uh, and and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, they just kind of messed it up but right uh, but so i would i would probably who who would benefit because the a they'd have to be a heel you can't really get away with the bodyguard gimmick on a on a face um well, don't heck, even know if that would work out yeah te- technically speaking most of the hurt business is bodyguard gimmick um you know bobby lashley being the bodyguard for the three smaller people right um I think you know, it would it would be kind of fun to switch it up and instead of it being a singles wrestler, have it be a group. So I think, or a team. I think having Cesaro and Nakamura have a big ass bodyguard uh, could be kind of fun, especially if you could allow Nakamura to go back to his no speak English uh, and just have the bodyguard be the guy who leans down to the microphone and says no comment and then leans back up. Yeah, I think Nakamura would be a nice... Uh, even Dolph Ziggler, uh, that would just be, I feel like, cloning a Shawn Michaels sort of deal. But, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because Ziggler can handle himself. He's great on the mic, too. He would. Didn't Ziggler have someone? Well, he had Drew McIntyre not too long ago. It's his muscle. Uh, true. Okay. Yeah. So, that's why I think putting it with the team. So, you could even then have uh, Cesaro be like i'm not even gonna talk you know mm-hmm. but, yeah cesaro as a bodyguard would be nice he just has to be maybe a bit more bulkier but uh no that's why that's why i'd say dijak as the bodyguard for both nakamura and cesaro mm. yeah i don't think they're getting rid of him on retribution though i feel like uh, they, they should because retribution is fucking <laughs> garbage my wife each of the last three weeks has said who are those people in the masks? I said, you asked that last week. It's retribution. That's teabag, and and that's slap nuts, and that's uh, Puff Daddy's sidekick Mace. And, and <laughs> I don't know, redemption or retribution or revenge or I don't remember what her name is. <laughs> Babe, what would oh. you say? Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Make a bodyguard. 
make a bodyguard. Okay. Um, I think it's burnout. Uh, that's that's my philosophy. So um, I think they already have it put together for a really entertaining one. Um, and I would go with bodyguard uh, Drake Maverick for client Killian Dane. <laughs> it's just time to it's time to to make a mockery of the whole Change bodyguard concept. <laughs> So. Yet I think I'd be kind of entertained. <laughs> I mean, this this but, Drake Maverick Killian Dane thing is already great. Um, you know, Killian Dane can hold his own. I guess not really, but you know, he's a big dude. And I feel like Maverick or, you or bodyguard Alexa Bliss for the Fiend. <laughs> Those would be really good. Actually, I would love. So, if I was legit gonna do it, and I wanted to have a bodyguard setup, uh, Triple H China, I think, was a really cool bodyguard setup, and I think yeah. we can do that again with uh, with uh, oh crap, Kel Gonzalez. Ooh. So, and have her come up, and uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler's a good one. Um, I think Dolph's kind of being a bodyguard a too. What pairing, pairing someone up, someone up with Baszler, and Baszler being the bodyguard, that would work. That you know, her being a savage already, and whatever have you, you know, Baszler being the bodyguard. I don't want to see Nia Jax on TV anymore, but Baszler being the bodyguard for Nia Jax, or uh, you know, give her someone, make it that Triple H China, Baszler being the China, and you know, Dolph Ziggler being the Triple H or something. Like I feel like that would be a great rule for Baszler. Yeah, I think Dolph's been around long enough that at this juncture, him doing a bodyguard is is kind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's better people to give a bodyguard to. Um, I also wouldn't mind somebody that's just a, a you know Taz esque. I think the closest we have to a Taz type of character right now is probably uh, Alistair Black. Um, you know, come in, kick ass, and leave type thing. Um, so I think that also works. Uh, but I would probably, I would right now, if I had to choose, I would probably bring Raquel Gonzalez up and have her bodyguard for, oh, if I had to pick, I, I really like your Shinsuke idea. Um, put him back in the singles division and have him be bodyguarded for by Raquel Gonzalez. I think that'd be fun. Nice. Effectively destroying <laughs> the tag team division so it can finally end because they've been <laughs> slow deathing it. <laughs> Either yeah. kill it or keep it. One of the two. Oh, yeah. No, totally agree there. There. I mean, <sighs> they're kill keeping it. Yeah, no joke. No, I mean, like I... keep a division on life support long enough to make sure that you really, really make it so people don't want it to come back. Yeah. If only there was another promotion that did tag team wrestling a lot better. Yeah. 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 Impact's really good with that. Impact. Totally impact. <laughs> only there was i don't know a reason to murder your tag team division there's not just so you guys know there's not a reason to be murdering the tag division yep just like you know letting letting the revival walk away so they could go be top guys for another company yeah that was really i don't even know why vince didn't even like pay them all the money they wanted to keep them there because yo they are going to florida i mean i'm happy because i get to see them actually wrestle and be used but for business sake why wouldn't you just pay them like a heck ton of money just to shut them up and keep them because those are some great assets 
Because uh, you already spent all that money on Lana. Uh. <laughs> Damn. The problem with the way the contracts are written is they're written per appearance. You get so much money, which that isn't a problem. Vince just needs to see a segment. So you can run a segment longer, in which case we should have long, more, more long matches, more 10 to 12 minute matches and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, though, you know, he, he sees a tag match and he sees four paychecks. And and he just gets so damn nervous about it. And he's like, well, these guys are my mid cards and I want to keep them on staff, so I'll do this. And, and it's just not the right thing to do. They, 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 here's the deal. You're actually in an industry that doesn't have, I don't know, these little things called a union. <laughs> and so if you don't have it, just set yourself up to not have to worry about that. Because they well, don't have to wrestle as much or do it by the minute in a match or something along those lines. But in these contracts, does it actually say, but aren't you paid for the year? So isn't it like, it's not like, oh, you have to do 50 appearances and then your contract was up? Um, some of the contracts are like that, but most of them are set up with a certain number of appearances with a downside guarantee and then a per appearance after that. So, for instance, uh, if you if you are scheduled with um, 50 appearances and your downside guarantee is $500,000, and then after that you get paid $10,000 per, per appearance, right? And you do 52 appearances, one for every week out of the year, you get an extra $20,000 on top of your downside. Um, on top of that, downsides don't include... Uh, promotional appearances um and uh they don't include like a differentiation between uh from like just showing up to promo and versus showing up to wrestle they both count as a as a appearance um and they don't count merchandise towards your downside it's also a per show thing so they paid randy orton to sit in the ring last night mm-hmm. night raw as much as they paid the fiend to show up three different times. Yeah. Well, and and that they being said, the same dollar amount, but they yeah. they paid the same number of appearances. Yes. They paid one appearance for each of them. Mm-hmm. That dollar uh, amount's very different. But. Yeah. And so so and that's actually that plays into part of the uh, anger with the the concept of WWE taking over the Twitch streams with WWE taking them over them and naming them right they actually officially fall under the wwe downside guarantee without counting as an appearance so at that point wwe uh, can monetize their twitch streams and keep 100 percent of their money f- revenue from the twitch streams up until they hit their downside guarantee for the year and then they share the profits from it um, that sounds that sounds like a lawsuit ready to happen, though. I'm sure it is a lawsuit ready to happen, uh, uh, especially now. The the big thing that's saving them right now is that they're not touring at all, because uh, there are a lot of states that if they were touring, and then the person did a live stream originating from that state, would open it up for uh, lawsuits. Like California, uh, WWE might not even wrestle in California for quite a while because california passed a law last year that makes independent contractors uh 
have to be officially independent, meaning they can work wherever they want and all that stuff, and WWE doesn't do that. So WWE would either have to classify their employees, at, their wrestlers as employees to wrestle in... Uh, Which means they have to have scheduled times. Well, not necessarily scheduled out. times, because you can still be an at-will employee, right? A lot of taxi drivers are considered at-will, and they can show up whenever they want to sort of thing but you do have to have benefits um and and get paid appropriately for being an actual employee and protections as well um that also opens up unionization in california because they're employees not independent contractors so uh so there's a lot of speculation that wwe won't even go to california for a while because of that law I doubt they'll be going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah. Well, and here's the deal: that law is being, in a way, fought heavily because that law was really actually aimed at Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and so on and so forth. Because, uh, you know, you work for Uber, you drive around, and you get into an accident, you have no insurance, you've got no paid time off, you've got no protections one way or another. I I really think the the way to go after this is uh is it title 233 or 223 or um the the internet thing that that twitter and and all of them are taking heat for right now um <laughs> you know which one i'm talking about yeah i don't know the name the the number of it exactly anyway, well, because that immediately also makes wwe a content publisher meaning that they are endorsing whatever is said on those twitch streams mm-hmm. and so the the um thing that would play into it on that is the way that they're going at that right now um it unless wwe was doing all of the streams on wwe.com they are not the content uh provider twitch is boy so, if you're owning the if you're owning the rights to it you're the publisher but it doesn't matter the way that ruling is is the publisher here's here's what it comes down to it's i write an article and i send it to a newspaper and the newspaper publishes the newspaper is the publisher regardless of whether i was the owner of the article right and that's what this ruling is this ruling is going after the publisher of it meaning the hosting platform of it not the the people creating it um, and that's part of why it's it's controversial is because it means uh, if you hopped on YouTube and uh, you made a controversial and maybe even entirely uh, fact devoid post, right? You're not the one who gets held responsible for it. YouTube gets held responsible for it because they allowed you to publish it. So it then turns YouTube into uh, into the police of their platform uh because they're they're worried if anyone says something that could possibly be uh construed poorly or false uh suddenly they're they have to stop it because they could be in charge of it but the way i i've read and the way law lawyers i've watched have read that means it it doesn't go back to the content provider it goes to the publisher meaning twitch or youtube or facebook or whatever so in this case wwe wouldn't be liable for it because they're not 
the publisher. They're just the provider. And ironically, folks, he's not even the district attorney. He's just Officer Smarks. We got district attorney over there who would know all of that in a flash. Yeah, but he's a wrestling district attorney. He's all about wrestling law. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, on to the next fantasy booking. On to the next fantasy booking, because I can't even remember where we were. Um <laughs> Do you want to go next, DA Faber, or you want me to go? Either way is fine by me. I, I didn't want an either way is fine by me. I wanted a yes or a no. Uh, I'll go. Okay, go for it. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, I, I made a statement. This is this is the one time where we where we kind of talked about this beforehand, but we didn't. So I apologize to all the fans who we tell that we don't talk about these in advance. Theoretically, we did because we talked about retribution last night, and I made a statement on um, W or Raw and Order WBU that. Uh, I thought WWE is heading more towards uh, kayfabe again. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> it seems obvious to me that I was wrong. Um, and so I think the, the number one indicator of that was last night with uh, uh, Retribution. <laughs> What's that? The whole entire show. Yeah, it really yeah, legit. <laughs> Um, with with retribution, and so I guess I was gonna have you guys fantasy book a one wrestler to go completely kayfabe that is not because right now there is some that are, i.e., the fiend, but one wrestler who is currently not really in a kayfabe storyline and create a high quality, you know, Mark Calloway kayfabe character from that wrestler. Um, El Grande Gordo. Oh, no. (laughs) Senior Um, Ah, damn it, that's taken two. Yeah, yep, nope, not gonna do that one. Um, shit, what do I gotta do? Well, frankly, I think Ricochet needs a gimmick. Yeah. Because right now, he's just that guy who does flippy things. Um, and much like it hurt Finn Balor on the main roster to be the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things, um, which really was a dumb... I, I'm going to go off on a tangent. That's a dumb catchphrase. Whoever thought of it needs to feel bad, right? If if you want it to be a catchphrase, it could be the ordinary man who does extraordinary things. That might be slightly catchy, but an extraordinary man by very nature, should do extraordinary things. That's what makes them extraordinary. Isn't it extraordinary, man? So he's a really ordinary dude who does extraordinary things. That's how I always took it as not an extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. I think it's literally an extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. Or am I wrong with that? I always thought that that's how it was said. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, extraordinary, um, as a word, is spell is spelled extraordinary. All is one word. So you can't say the extraordinary man who does <laughs> extraordinary things, even if you're trying to mean them differently. It, okay, fair. That's yeah. why you need Both to get rid of the extra on the first one to make it do anything, make, make it make right. sense. 
Anyways, so but what are so, we doing with Ricochet? So with Ricochet, um, I think a superhero type gimmick would oh. fit. Oh my god, <laughs> you're turning them into the hurricane. Oh. Let's see. <laughs> I, uh, there's a tornado uh, coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, you can grow on one, but you loved Hurricane. What's up with that? Uh, Otis, Otis can be Rosie. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or yeah. El Gordo and, de Del Guapo or whatever it was. And ju- just to go back to uh, talking about the extraordinary man, uh, according to WWE on Twitter, they spell it exactly the same as all one word both times. So, <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So I'm going in on the superhero gimmick, um, but not not flying superhero. Um, I I think more along the lines of Spider-Man or Daredevil, uh, a good example. So no cape on him. So uh, you're making him blind. No, no, but but <laughs> both Spider-Man those was characters. Yeah. But no, the the big thing with both of those characters is their agility. That's what makes them formidable opponents. Well, and the fact that you know Spider-Man has the strength of a spider proportional to his body, and that makes him super strong. But that's besides the point. He's and very he can shoot freaking webs out of well, depending on which cannon he is. He can Most... shoot webs out of his wrists or out of web shooters that he has i'm not but, down with using web shooters i feel like that's just a disaster no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have that <laughs> i would just have it be that effectively his superpower is untouchable mm. uh so he gets into the matches and he's dodging freaking everything right because he's so agile and and all of that um i don't know if i would do like like the hurricane had this whole delusional gimmick I don't think I would do that. I think I would do more more deadpan where he sees the bad things that are happening in WWE and he's decided to fix it. And so he is going to be the superhero of WWE. So um, you're going you're going to have Mustafa Ali with his three promos they did before they dropped it. Yeah, more or less. Okay. Okay. Yep. But but have him back it up. By yeah, actually yeah. being a superhero in the ring and saving people. Uh, but that also means that he has to follow the rule of the face comes and saves people even if they're not necessarily on his side, right? He would be the one who would come out and rescue someone who's being attacked regardless of whether they were already in a program, you know, feud or anything, right? Uh, because that's it still bugs me. Every time they have retribution beating up people out there and then the hurt business is the only people who come out to to try to save the day. I'm like, where are the rest of the good guys in the locker room? They were listening to you, though, because that's why they beat up Mr. Uh, Worldwide, because they went and go and hurt the the hurt business, went to go and hurt uh, retribution. And then they go and beat up Mr. Nice Guy in the back, Titus O'Neil. So they still showcase their heelish character there. It, it, I'm not. I'm not attacking them for being heels, um, or not heels. I'm saying where were the other good guys? You've got a locker room full of good guys. Why didn't any other good guys ever come out to try to stop Retribution? The only time good guys other than the Hurt Locker came out to try to attack Retribution was when you already had Keith Lee and uh, uh, Drew McIntyre in the ring when. 
Retribution attacked one time, and Hurt Business came out to fight them, and then Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre uh, did a dive over over the top rope to take them all out. Um, but but that's a perfect example there. You have Keith Lee, who up until this week was was a 100% babyface, and now he's maybe a little grayer after this week. But And then you have Drew McIntyre, who's a babyface in the storylines right now. You have Ricochet, who's a babyface. And you have um, uh, Apollo Crews, who's a babyface. You have a whole locker room full of babyfaces, and none of them come out to save the day. That's not what good guys do. Good guys run towards the fire. Why didn't they make Keith Lee be the guy to face Dead Retribution, though? That would have uplifted Keith Lee as being the ultimate face, and then also made Retribution kind of look stronger and more important because Keith Lee is there to face them. You God. are asking yeah. questions, my friend. <sighs> Damn. But, but that's what I would do. Uh, hat you know superhero ricochet um which here's here's the the behind the scenes on it we kind of have a little bit of that with his time in lucha underground where it was prince puma uh this would allow him to kind of go back to that without the supernatural ties to fair enough hmm so i had all this time to think but i was so interested in your superhero gimmick which wwe technically did just failed miserably at it um i don't know i kind of want them to do something with shinsuke i'm trying to think of and i don't want to be this mixed martial artist or anything to do with vince he just he's an asian and he's a ninja or he's a karate kid or he's a nothing in regards to that but make him kind of like oh no I think I'm going to be playing into freaking cliches but make him sort of like kind of like the silent assassin almost sort of deal which I guess is it's not ninja-esque it's just more he's like the Yakuza boss if you will without being the Yakuza boss kind of thing he's just a silent um monster and the fact that he can't speak english is perfect because he doesn't have to talk he just he's just kind of he shows up when he wants and he just knocks your head off sort of deal and then bounces like him leading i just said i didn't want to be like a a cliche thing but him leading this kind of like mob yakuza faction of his hitmen being by his side sort of deal and he would um be leading the team i don't know i just it would suit him he doesn't need to talk he has this look of crazy it would just be uh perfect it's kind of like a yakuza type of style or you legit make him like a mental patient a legit mental patient who came out of the whatever hospital and um I don't know. He's being he has a straight he has a strap is a what do you call it? Not a stray jacket. I feel like stray jacket's not the right word. The, the he has white the, jacket that crazy people wear, that's a straight yeah, jacket. 
Oh, it is. Okay. Wrong for some reason. Um, yeah, you make him wear the straight jacket kind of thing, kind of, or make him crazy. I think I like that better. Make him kind of like a a mental patient who came out of the insane asylum. Now, granted, there would be might get a whole bunch of slack for this, and it's 2020, and probably wouldn't be down for it. But make him or make, make him like a crazy guy, crazy guy, and then once you release him from the strap, and the thing is, it's going against what they usually do. They usually make it big guys like that make it big guys who are kind of like that who has to be tamed he's the monster and then you want to tame him and he just dominates but no this is shinsuke he is just ultimately powerful and he'll knock you out with one of his keishasas in two seconds and that's it and just kind of bounce but he would play such a crazy mental patient i would love to see it and have someone by his side to kind of tame him and also who could be maybe his talker but him himself doesn't need to say a word he just needs to laugh like crazy and uh i don't know he has the face for it what shall we call him i don't know but just something something loony at least that would be something different and who knows i hope they would make it good though and not be just too comedic in that regard so that's what i'm going i'm going with shin crazy Shin Crazy. Shin Crazy. Well, no, I don't want that to be his name, but that's going to be his character. Shins- Shinsuke Nakamura, the mental the uh, mental patient who got out of the insane asylum far too early than he needed to be, and that needs to be now tamed by his um, watcher, who is Cesaro. Cesaro would make a good orderly. <laughs> <laughs> Does he wheel him out? Tag teams. Uh, no, because I, I kind of like his drunken style. So maybe kind of keep that. But him trying to do the drunken style while still... That's it. So when they come out, he's has the straight jacket, right? So it's like... And he's kind of just all over the place. Shinsuke takes off the straight jacket. And he kind of does that drunken style dance. So you kind of keep that still going. Because that makes him look crazy anyways. That music, I still would be perfect for the mental patient gimmick. But the old one, the NXT one, I think would be perfect. They could still be a tag team. But Shinsuke is just a threat. He's he's a wrecking ball he will he's a silent assassin still he could still technically be the silent assassin without going the yakuza route because then that's just super bits mcmahon-esque and i don't want to do that but shin crazy is where i'm going and uh cesaro as the uh, the um uh, the, the order league i guess in the regard so that's where i'm going shin crazy is uh is what I'm going with. I like that. I, I feel like I'm going to email WWE or something or whoever's going to listen to me and uh, give that idea and maybe do like a Photoshop thing of how it would look like. Fair enough. Because Shinsuke is just enough crazy to do it and I feel like it would be more in his realm. You know how much fun he was having when he was doing the whole drunken style thing and NXT and all that and it just worked for him? He could still kind of get that going and that music would still work. I want to see it. Give me what I want. I like it. Thank you. Okay. Genius. Well, so now we'll move on to me, and this will this is going to be awkward because um, this means basically all three of our challenges are going to be gimmick based. Um, Fair enough. But uh, mine mine was a little more in depth, but because I wasn't just get, letting you guys off with one, I was originally going to say four, but I think I'm going to let you with just three. But I need you to choose three current wrestlers in any promotion 
to revive an old gimmick. Now, that can either be bringing back one of their old gimmicks or giving them a gimmick from the past. Um, mm. So, so for instance, if you really wanted to uh, have Otis be the new version of uh, the dumpster Bastion or Bastion Booger, you sure could. Um, but, and again, current wrestlers not limited to WWE. So, because of this, for an example, you could have Jericho bring back the list if you wanted to. I always would bring have Jericho bring back the list. Huh. You just made the list. WWE owns that, right? Or does Jericho yes, now own WWE it? owns that. Huh. But for the sake of this, this is fantasy booking. We aren't caring. So, any re- so I can use any wrestlers. Any current wrestler, yes. But you can use past gimmicks from the past. Yes. That and do... You can use gimmicks from the 90s or yes. 80s or yep. whatever. Any gimmick, period. Any gimmick not currently being used, shall I say. Right. So you couldn't, like, say, hey, Jake Hager is now the Scottish psychopath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, weird. I, 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 would, I would watch that be horrible. First of all, he's not Scottish. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who wants to go you first? You want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, no, you go first because I felt like I just talked a lot. So you go first. Or are you thinking? Because I kind of got some, but if you're still thinking, I'll go first. I, I am definitely thinking. Okay. So I'll go first. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see Hangman's Hangman page and um, APA sort of deal. But I think that's kind of just playing off. Like he's not an Acolytes protection thing, but I think Hangman page playing poker in the back kind of protecting people uh just being basically being bradshaw how he was in the act he didn't care he drank his beer he was like a redneck sort of deal um i don't know if he has the personality for it necessarily though that's the only issue but god damn it he's gonna get one um so him doing the apa gimmick with let's say Mm, let's say him doing the gimmick with Brody Lee. So Brody Lee is no longer a Dark Order guy or whatever. They're both in the back just because I feel like Brody Lee drinks heavy beers or watch. He's not even, he doesn't, he's like Mr. Clean, doesn't drink anything. Um, but yeah, or yeah, him and Brody Lee doing like an APA angle in, uh, in AE dubs, I think might be cool. Because they both uh, are bigger guys. And uh, yeah, so I like that. So that's one. Am I supposed to do anything with these things? Or nope. just make them? Just make the gimmicks. That's all I'm doing this time. Mm. Um, I would kind of like to see... Hmm. I was going to say... No, but it wouldn't work. He's not big enough. I was thinking of maybe... And it is not the personality of Ricochet doing like a Macho Man-esque sort of thing. But I feel like Ricochet would not be able to pull that off. He's not like Jay Lethal was able to pull that machismo kind of thing off and it worked for him. But maybe doing it, maybe kind of stealing something from uh, Impact and making Velveteen Dream do the Macho Man gimmick. Because Velveteen Dream has that spunk to be kind of that Belchismo if you will. So it's kind of stealing ideas from both Impact and... Oh, well, he's not even the machismo anymore in ROH, right? He's just way past that. He's just Yeah, he doesn't team. typically do that in Ring of Honor anymore. He breaks it out only every once in a while. 
So, yeah, I don't know, because Velveteen Dream would have that personality to do that, I feel. And I, for some reason, want to see Otis as Doink the Clown, but Otis can wrestle. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, now, the real question is, original Dark Doink or later on Goofy Doink? I don't know All if Otis... The above. Yeah, I don't know if Otis can be dark. That's the thing, because he's such a gimmick, so I feel like he would have to be the Goofy Doink. But I would love to see if he can pull up a dark heel doink. I just don't know if Otis has it in him. I feel like his whole thing is him being comedic. But yeah, I would kind of like to see that. Has Otis? Do we? Has Otis played anywhere else where he's played? Like, was he ever an indie wrestler somewhere, and he's played like a dark character, or he was just? I think Otis's time on the indies was very short, if at all. So. Mm. Okay. He is uh, a performance center graduate, I believe, in most respects of the word. Oh, okay. Um, and if I'm gonna, and if I'm gonna just do one more, I would maybe like to see Tucker do like a Chris Masters type of gimmick. T- Tucker? Uh, is it? No, wait, not Tucker. Uh, masterpiece, Chris Masters, the the perfectly fit, designed right. body. Not Tucker. Um, Moss there. Uh, what's his name? Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss. He has the build for it. I don't know if he's has built as a thing, but you got to do something with the guy. And I feel like at least giving him that gimmick, he could maybe pull it off a bit. Maybe him, have him go after La- with go against Latsley or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They got to do something with him. He's under contract, and I feel like there's potential there. It's just he's not being used properly. Or, well, now he's not being used at all, but he wasn't being used because he was with what? Moho, right? For the longest time. And then he Mo- went. To Moho? Him. Not familiar with that wrestler. <laughs> Moho. Moho. Moho Jojo. Oh, Moho Conquistador. It, it's Moho you. Raleigh. <laughs> Moyo. He always Bro-yo. gets. Mo- he always gets Moho. <laughs> all right. And I'm done. But uh, my my best one is uh, Otis is doing because I think that would be hilarious. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's that's well played. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm gonna bring in Jordan Floppy Bottom because I can't say his last name, and I'm gonna bring him in as Big Daddy Cool Diesel. No, no. Sorry, I just wanted to throw it back to the beginning of the call. Anyway. I was going to allow it, but, you know, <laughs> get by on a technicality. No, I think I think one of the things that we're really, really missing right now is a take your vitamins, all-American Hulk Hogan type guy. Um, Minus the three moves. It can even be three moves of doom. It's absolutely fine. Um and I think Dio is the perfect guy for it. Um, I don't know why, but Dio Madden being the take your vitamins, kids, and, you know, all that fun stuff. I just think that'd be a lot of fun seeing Dio do that. Um, I don't know. That's just me. That's where I would go. So Hank Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dio Dogan. <laughs> I, I don't have a name there, 
but Dio is Hulk Hogan. This Early is Hulk Hogan. Genesis taking. This is Dio Genesis taking you to the realms. I don't know. Uh, you definitely need. That's what they're missing, though. They're missing a very animated character. Someone who's. I don't. I'm tr- like someone who's really just out there who gets you excited again. We need like a a Hogan, a Macho Man, uh, a Rock. Um, someone just to, you know, like a Jericho, a Y2J Jericho. We need someone with a lot of spunk. I feel like that's what we're missing. We just have a lot of badass guys and whatever and with certain gimmicks, but we just need a guy who's really just in your face, talks a lot, just very energetic. That's what it's kind of missing. That's what you're kind of missing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of missing the rest of my turn. I don't know. It just suppose I'm done. Nope. You just nope. don't have any left. Don't you dare blame me for your <laughs> unthinkabilities. Unthinkabilities. Right. That's, that's a right. new one. It is a new one. I would also bring back. <laughs> oh, so here's here's a group that didn't really get a fair shake, and I think these they could have been a lot more fun uh, had they had better wrestlers than say. Kurgan, um, I'd like to see an oddities type thing set up. Um, with Otis's Doink in it, too. Doink wasn't in the oddities, I know, but this the new Odyssey's Otis will be there as Doink, damn it. Odyssey's, yeah, the Odyssey's that's uh, the other group to the Iliads. <laughs> the literary joke went over some of our listeners' heads. Uh, you'll get it when you take uh, AP English. Good old Homer's Iliad. Anyway, the oddities. I, I think I'm going to bring back the oddities. Now I have to put the characters to them. So Braun is going to be Kurgan's character. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to have Dakota Kai be Luna Vachon's character. Ooh, um, okay. I'm going to have what was John Tenta's character in the Odyssey? In the oddities, what was that guy's name? Golden? Golgor? Golga. Golga, Golga? Uh, yeah. Golga sounds familiar. Yeah, Golga. Um, I am going to have. Oh crap! Do I want to choose like another chubby guy? Because then I'm just I'm pigeonholing Otis, and I don't think that that's the right move. I think I want Drake Maverick as Golga, just completely bass backwards. <laughs> um, and who was the the fourth member of the Oddities? Was it Snow? Was it Al Snow? Oh, it's been a while since I watched an oddities match. No, it wasn't, because it was Kurgan, Luna, some fat dude with a Carmen shirt. That's and, Golga. That's Golga. Golga. And then some tall dude. He kind of looked... Uh, no, there was another tall dude. In this picture, he had an Hawaiian shirt. Oh, um, oh, that's right. It looked, looked kind of like uh, uh, Kali. I know who you're talking about. And also, it might have even been great Kali. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. Kind of no, looked like Kali. It was but not, not um, a little less Indian. Um, and you also giant Silva, giant oh, Silva. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Shaggy Two Dope and Violent J were also at one point in the oddity. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna overdo this. <laughs> uh, um, you can have our truth as like one of the rapper dudes, and our truth would fit perfectly in the oddity. <laughs> <laughs> and Don Callis was one of the oddities as well. Oh, yeah. He was kind of like a manager kind of dude, right? Uh, at the very beginning, he was the jackal. Uh, yes. 
Okay, well, I'm just going to have another person play the giant Silva, and that will be... God, I kind of want to take Drake Maverick for that instead, but I'm not going to. Um, somebody who I think could be fun, could really be fun. Uh, dead air. Sorry about this, guys. Um, big Show. He's still around. Yeah, he doesn't have another show to worry about anymore, so... <laughs> well, it, so these notice that all those people, though, with the exception of Dakota Kai, who I just think could play Crazy Luna really, really well. Um, I, I, all those people in real life are known to be extremely fun people outside of the ring, outside of their character. So it just allows them to have the fun, silly side to them. So that's where I'm going with that one. That's probably crap. Let's be honest. About that. <laughs> Honestly, though, unless you make it a dark oddities, you make it more of like the, the oddities were dark. Out. They're dark, like Firefly Funhouse is dark. They were fun out there, but it was really sideshow freak was the goal of that entire setup. Uh, I don't know. It didn't work though. I think no, it didn't. You didn't at all. Happy go lucky though. They were like, yeah, they were. There were people that yeah. nobody wanted, but it was just too happy-go-lucky. Like, it was too much for kids. Like, it had to make it at least a bit dark, you know? Like, it was just... And I think that's the problem. If you come, if you bring back the oddities, make them more dark, you know? Make them more of the unwanted people. Have your moments of, you know, whatever, when you're happy and so on. But I think that was the problem. Is It was, I guess, because, yes, it was a sideshow and whatever, and that's the whole point of them. But... I don't know. They were just too happy. They were too friendly. They they were so friendly you didn't take them seriously. So it was just like, eh, wasted. I, I mean, I don't even remember any of their matches. So <laughs> they were definitely a waste of uh, a waste of a group for sure. And You're Luna's, a waste of a group. Luna is so good though. As like, okay, well, I don't like her talking, but I felt like she yeah, was a good. When she talks, yeah. she talks like this. She has five cigarettes, five cigarettes in a row before she talks on the mic. Yeah. All right. So my fourth one or third one, I, I want something impactful. I want something different. I want something fun today. I, I, uh, I kind of want to bring back. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to have Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier <laughs> Woods. And I'm going to have them back in the new day. <laughs> it's technically still touchy, out of the new day. Touchy. But yes, the New Day is not officially broken up because uh, Big E came to support the rest of the New Day on Raw. Okay, Day. fine. Ah. You can have them as like the Happy Nation. No. I'm just trying to think of a faction that'd be fun um, to see again. Like, I don't want to see the Wyatt family again. Um, Who would be your new DX? No, nobody does DX. DX, when it remade, wasn't DX. DX with HBK and, and Triple H was better. Yeah, for sure. I said it out loud. Go ahead and hit me up at DA Vincent K Fabe, and I'll just ignore you. That's exactly <laughs> what I'll do. Yeah, the good news is uh, even if you hit him up complimentary, he's going to ignore you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to give him a million dollars just for being DA Vincent K Fabe, he will still ignore you because he never checks. I probably, yeah, I probably like respond to this in three minutes and you get a million dollars. First of all, if I did check it and just happened to be there in time, I would think it was spam. <laughs> and I'm 100% saying they could give you that same thing, but put the, the limit on two hours or 
four hours or eight hours and you did have still the same (laughs) respond to this within the next year (laughs) i might i might notice it by then when was the last time you went on your twitter this isn't this isn't the questioning part of course (laughs) you want to talk about that we can talk about that on wbu (laughs) not a witness district attorney yeah uh, Moving forward, <laughs> um, I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna do something that sounds like it's really cliche, but it's not. Um, I'm gonna bring Shane back, and I'm gonna have Shane be Vince, original Vince. No chance. That's what you got, Vince. Um, Very I, that music. I, I even have him come out to that instead of money, 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 money. Like have him just be like, no, I'm taking over. Like dad's old and senile, and I'm taking over. And just have him come out in a suit and everything. Have him have the swagger walk, all of it. Just Shane as Vince. And I know that people go, oh, we don't want another authority angle. No, we don't want a crappy authority angle. <laughs> we want a good authority angle. We get, we get somebody and and i don't know who could carry a stone cold level mantle right now probably the closest would be aj that could um roman can't he definitely can't um fiend can't um seth tried and failed but it might have been the authority that that there was um so i think aj going babyface and uh seth as as old school events um if you wanted to do it in AE dubs, you can probably have a, uh, and I know Tony Khan will never do it, but Tony Khan or, or Cody Rhodes, Rose Rhodes. Either of them. Games. Yeah. Either of those two. I'm uh, sure they're both really nice guys. They'll be able to jump in and do it for you. Yeah. They, they might even be able to switch spots with each other. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Cody and Cody. Do a little twin magic. Is that Cody Rose or Cody Rhodes? We don't know. <laughs> um, could come out and, and, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're heel. If you do that, I think you have to use, um, I think you have to use, uh, Kenny Omega, um, because I think that's a he, he can carry that mantle. Um, Adam Page could carry that mantle, the Stone Cold level mantle. Um, Moxley kind of is carrying that mantle. There's just no authority figure to offset him. So there's a lot of guys in AEW that could. I just don't see a lot in WWE that could, could carry the the Stone Cold tweener mantle. Um, and I think AJ's probably the most capable of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, if you guys have somebody better to go up against Shane, I'm I'm all ears. Kevin Keith Owens. Kevin Lee. Owens. Keith Lee. I think he's too big. Yeah, I think I think you could give him, especially if you um got to Corporation era Vince, where he had a bunch of bodyguards uh, or yeah. muscle, uh, and then Keith Lee, the plucky baby face, trying to fight his way through them. I think KO would, could do it too. Yeah, KO can definitely do it though. For sure. I mean, you know, who no, could, but he... you know, who, who would actually be great to be the person that turns though and joins Shane it would be, would be, uh, oh my God. Why can't I think Sammy Zane? Yeah, for sure. So, Sa- yeah. Uh, 
Sammy couldn't be could Sammy could easily be Sammy could easily be the boss's bitch kind of thing. Yeah. Corporate, that really Foley, or corporate Kurt Angle yeah. or corporate all the different guys that came in, Sammy could fit into that role. Yeah. Um while he's pretending to be KO's buddy. That might be a stronger storyline. Um but I just I don't think I don't think Triple H is is made out. I don't think he's right for new Vince. Yeah, I think he's Shane too nice. does it better. I think Shane does it better. I don't know if Shane would do it better. I'm sick and tired of his like poppy. I think I'm hip attitude. That's the that's the thing. He can't do that. He comes out and is Vince. Everything is Vince. But that's the, the thing. Haircut, I think he can, cannot do that. I feel like he's always been that, and he can't be a Vince just because they have the same blood doesn't mean they have the same personality. Oh, I think he could. Vince didn't have that personality until the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, snap. He went there again. Why does all roads lead to the Montreal Screwjob? No, I mean, historically speaking, Vince did not have that personality until the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, yeah. Commentator. Vince was commentator. Vince was not even, for for the most part, even kayfabe owner until the Montreal Screwjob. And then that's when it came out that he was the owner uh, officially, I mean, we all knew, but that's when storyline-wise, kayfabe-wise, he was considered the owner, and that's the—I mean—that was the impetus of the whole character. Now we have this reputation as the boss who cares more about profits than than his own employees, and he played into it, and that's what led to every Vince McMahon performance since then. See, all I comes think, back I think Triple H has a role to play because you remember when when uh, Nature Boy was taking over the company or bought out half and so Vince mm-hmm. owned half and Nature Boy owned half. That could easily be Triple H. Well, easily yeah. H. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it, it easily could be um, <laughs> Triple H could be the Shane McMahon yeah. role in this. The one who thinks he should be in charge of the company, uh, but isn't, so he takes control over one of the brands, just like Shane did when he bought WCW. Yeah. Have Shane or have uh, have somebody take over from Triple H on NXT? You know, you could just authority, authority. The United Authority sucks. I don't know why, but it did, and it was bad. <laughs> um, maybe it's Stephanie. Maybe she's the the problem with the United Authority. I don't know. Well, you know, but she Shane, did create women. Oh Jesus! All of them. Yep. All women. Create, created it. I think. The guy in the back that kind of is your authority figure on uh, SmackDown, I think it is. Uh, it's SmackDown. I feel like they're trying to build up to eventually be an authority figure, like officially to the crowd. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. He's kind of like the assistant authority. I forgot his name. I, I assume he, you the, mean Adam. The, yeah. Current, yes. current John Laurinaitis. Yeah. No, he's not John Laurinaitis. No, he's a, he's, he's, current he's John a version. Laurinaitis. The version yeah, uh, yeah yeah but more of an on-screen role not like a background guy like hey do this how about this this is fair but literally coming out there and i don't know just to give it some more legitimacy because them doing it in the back just makes it seem like he's an intern kind of like a gm guy sort of ordeal no okay I'm crazy. No, I mean, I like it so long as he's getting some type of ownership, you know, uh, like ownership. 
in kayfabe. Yeah, you you can have it written into his contract that he has control over SmackDown. So even when Vince Shane comes and tries to to run things on on uh, SmackDown, then he's like, nope, nope, it's in my contract. I have control of SmackDown. Right. Yeah, I would I would be down with that. Trying to figure out a way around it. I like Mm -hmm. that. Trying to figure out a way to screw him out of his leadership role. Paige comes in and has some type of leadership role. She wasn't bad as a general manager. She's still under contract. She's just not she's not under former contract. She's under commentary contract. Uh, I miss Paige. She's done the general manager role. Yeah, but she wasn't that great in it, though. That's the problem. I don't think she was horrible. I think it came at a time when they didn't know what the fuck to do with general managers. So they were just like, eh. Let's get Let's let's turn the page on this one. So moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so moving on. Right. Yeah. We are going to go to our lovely game of Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give these fellers a list of three WWE wrestlers that they need to relocate to a different company, and then they're going to do the same to me. So, first round, the choices are, you're going to spot a trend here, New Day, meaning Kofi and Xavier, the Street Profits, and Breezango. I thought you were going for black teams, but uh, then Brazango threw me off. Yeah, they've got something in common. They all do. <laughs> Who'd you say? New Day, Brazango, and Street Profits. Street Profits. They're all tag team champions. They are indeed. Oh, I didn't realize Brazango were tag team champions. Okay. I actually yeah. had to look it up because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, "Who is NXT tag champions?" Damn. Poor Brazango, still getting a bad uh, rep. But they were definitely used better in NXT. Um, so Street Profits, Brazengo, and New Day. So I like the Street Profits for AEW, but I just feel like it's over. It's like so much already. You already have kind of like Private Party or being the Street Profits. I feel like Private Party is better. In the street profits so i don't know how much good that would do for ae dubs uh, and, and that sound you just heard was all of our listeners dropping their jaws saying what go ahead like, are, are you being sarcastic or why is our I, the street I, I like the street profit uh i like I private party in private party i i think most people I'm just going to say it as much as I like Private Party. I think most people would say that Street Profits were were around first, at least in the public eye, and do it better. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying most people would say that. And so that's why I'm hedging my bets here. All right. Fair enough. So I'm going to have... <laughs> I'm going to have the New Day go to AEWs because I do think they need that comedy routine and I think that'd be a nice a touch and I'm going to have uh, the Street Profits go to Impact I am not recalling much of the tag team on M- tag teams currently aside from like the North on Impact but I'm sure there's a heck ton but I haven't watched it for like two months um, So, but I imagine they'll help elevate the tag team division over there for sure on Impact and then 
I guess Brzezango is going to have to go to ROH. Again, I don't know the tag team, so I don't know how well they would fit there. But I really do like um, the New Day in AEW. I feel like it gives them something different. Instead of flip do wrestlers, uh, they're at least a bit more mild wrestlers, kind of. And I... You know, they're not going to be flipping all over the place and it would change the pace at least a bit. Whereas Street Profits would just add too much. And then, yeah. So just to kind of balance it out. That's what the new day is there for. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it, babe. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I differ <laughs> um, quite a bit. Uh, I think that Brizango. Um, brings a lightheartedness to uh impact we always when we talk about impact we so frequently so very very frequently talk about the dark aspects to the impact um and i think it brings a lightheartedness and yet it still sends them to a place where kayfabe is vital to the survival of that of that promotion um and they definitely play kayfabe well as well so um i'm gonna go ahead and, and send them to uh, impact um i uh i really like the street profits in ae dubs and uh truth be told i don't know that i can tell you why other than that i really like the street profits in ae dubs um and that's it <laughs> Is it because you want to see more black wrestlers in AE dubs? Because that could be a good reason. <laughs> Jeez, no, you just no. put a black group, you put three black people in AE dubs. First of all, I can't put, well, yeah, but that's just because it would balance it out. <laughs> I mean, I guess that could technically work for the race card too, technically. Because, but no, I just meant because it would be too many flip to And I think New Day adds that positivity that you were saying too. This is not my oh, turn, okay. but it's oh. your turn. Look, they have big E's, so there's a chunky guy, so that works. That's all. That's, that's the only difference. That's the only difference. And uh, and in what world is D'Angelo? Uh, uh, Angelo Angelo, Angelo, Angelo Haw- uh, Dawkins, a flippy do guy. Uh, no, not Dawkins, but uh, well, more so. So so wait, we both put one big guy, and you put two flippy do dudes. And I put one flip to do. They're not that flip to do though, uh, Xavier and thing. They're more. They're a little bit more high flyer, but they don't do super kicks. They don't do like uh, Canadian destroyers. They don't do this. They they kind of more just wrestling. Maybe more maybe so. they don't do those because nobody in WWE does those. This this could. When be was the last time point. you saw a Canadian destroyer in WWE? When was the last time? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh, probably in NXT. <laughs> Yeah, at best. <laughs> anyway, this is your turn, bud. We're not arguing on... How I you don't know. You, you seem to want to just pipe in every time I talk, so... Uh, you just go ahead and take this one over, too. <laughs> I'll shut up. I'm done. Hi. <laughs> Um, so that puts the new day in ROH, um, mostly because I think all of them are world champions in ROH, all of them are world champions in ROH. Hmm. So, okay. Too, too hard on you there. (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm just waiting for the next challenge. Oh, go ahead. All right. So, uh, we are going to do... Managers, Paul Heyman. It has to be current, right? Okay, so Paul Heyman 
Um, what other managers do we have? Depends on how loosely you want to define manager. Mm. Um, yeah, scratch that. We are going with. Oh, can I do gimmick matches instead of wrestlers? I guess I don't. I don't know if that actually improves things, but you know. <laughs> oh no, I'll do it so okay no never mind. It, it okay. improvs things though. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um no no no. I'll uh, I'll I, I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. G- gimmick matches I wouldn't even know what to do because I'd be like I'd be like Hell in the Cell, Elimination Chamber, and Money in the Bank, essentially. And where would you put those? Where would they work the best? Yeah, I'm going with that. Where would they work the best if you give in Federation? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yep. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have Hell in the Cell, Money in the Bank, what? Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Uh, A-Dubs has the roster for Elimination Chamber, so we'll go ahead and put that there. Um, Impact with Hell in a Cell, because Hell in a Cell? (laughs) We already talked about the dark, how many dark characters they have in Impact, and so I suppose uh, Money in the Bay, well, that works with the the emphasis on lightweight, more mobile wrestlers in ROH, so Mm. there it is, and there's a reason you go in the middle on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I let's see. Here's the deal is AEW technically has done something similar to a money in the bank. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so I don't think I'm going to do AEW money in the bank. Um, technically impact, although it is in their TNA times, but impact has done something very similar to money in the bank as well. So I don't know if I'm going to go Impact for that either. So I guess that means Money in the Bank goes to Ring of Honor. Uh, if only because as far as I know, they haven't done anything quite like that. Because uh, um, uh, Impact did the Feast or Fired, uh, which was like Money in the Bank with a twist. There were multiple uh, briefcases you could grab. They've also and, got the Ultimate X. Yeah, they also have the Ultimate X, which is effectively the same thing too but the it's feast title or, shot yeah it's the actual title but the Go feast ahead. sorry but the feast are fired is effectively the same thing except with multiple briefcases and uh it may include a contract for the title shot or it may include your termination letter uh, so it would be awesome if it was like four termination letters yeah it's like you're all fired <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. <laughs> It'd be a great way to turn whatever authority figure you had there at the time. He superhero, yeah. <laughs> then, the, then you have a built-in faction of guys that just fought against each other. That's actually not really a very bad storyline. As long as you don't have it on a pole, and then the box breaks, and the 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 pink the last pink slip falls out. <laughs> I'm alluding to WCW when Booker T uh, had that match for the championship. Mm-hmm. No, remember? Yeah. Well, that was a funny in, joke. In one of the feaster fired. Thanks for letting us know it was a funny joke. Yeah. 
It, it, nothing says that joke was really funny more than having to explain that it was funny. <laughs> and, so the fire, you I were so out. glad you were on this podcast. Like on a level I cannot even begin to explain. I am glad you were on this podcast, my friend. I aim to entertain. But so <laughs> so uh Ring of Honor gets money in the bank. Um I actually this is where I will differ with the AFABE a bit on it. Uh I I would not excuse me, I differ with JLB's. I would not put uh, uh, the the um, elimination elimination chamber at AEW. I would put that in Impact, um, mostly because <laughs> right now AEW is still uh, not as uh, full featured um, in terms of their match types, and so I think adding a really high concept gimmick match like that to AEW would be a little bit of an overstep, right? Like, like Elimination Chamber came out of an evolution of cage matches. It was do a cage match, and then we do Hell in a Cell, and what do we do next? Well, let's uh, let's do Hell in a Cell with eliminations. Well, how do we? We have to have chambers. So I would say AEW is due for a Hell in a Cell match. Um, so that's what even I'm their doing. cage match was very different too, and it was really spot on. So I'd be interested to see how they'd set up their hell in a cell because they'd obviously make it different than how wb has yeah they might even do the stages of hell god no well i mean they can make it kind of cool it won't help be like how they had it in wcw necessarily i feel like they'd more do a war games more so than a hell in a cell (laughs) i do feel like uh the three stages of hell match uh or the whatever the three three-tiered cage should be a botch along someday oh snap absolutely yeah. oh that means i have to watch that match yes you do that'll be entertaining i didn't hate I didn't... that match no i didn't either i i disdained it <laughs> no i didn't i, it's, I didn't it's not as bad as people yeah. slam it Preferred i didn't the hate it one better how does that tell you how much i liked it I didn't hate it. Uh, I hated the ending of it, but the match itself, I didn't like the concept of. Anyways, yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I just, well, really, mostly when talking about this, I'm just angry that we still haven't got our blood and guts match that we were promised pre-pandemic and then never got because, you know, pandemic, blood and guts, AEW's war games. I want it. I want it. Give it to me now. I want it. Did they just completely just stopped mentioning anything with that, huh? Well, they had they mentioned that they postponed it TBA uh, because they were hoping that the pandemic would be short, and um, <laughs> it hasn't Here's been. To hope. But they have, in an interview, I think it was Cody, in an interview this week, says uh, the, the <laughs> Blood and Guts match is just ready for whatever they want to flip the switch on it. They just were hoping to do it in front of a live audience. Right. Which they kind of have now. They've got some people. And and here's the... I get it. That sort of a gimmick match really uh, lives and dies on audience response, right? Yeah. But anyways, that would be my answer. Nice. <sighs> so, where but can they that, What was that? <laughs> I said, where can they follow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, we're going to bring this all to, to a close here. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter machines at Raw and Order WBU. I don't have to do it. You can follow DA Fabe at... 
And so, um, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to have one more of these because fuckers. <laughs> That's how. So, we're going to move forward. All right. And you can also follow me at JLB420. <laughs> oh, you know, Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. And uh, please feel free to let us know about what kind of botulongs you might want or what we should review over at our Patreon, which is where, Officer Smarks? That is patreon.com slash raw and order WU. It's where you can join our Patreon for just three bucks a month. And you can get uh, access to our classic pay-per-view reviews, which we've got Starcade 89 Future Shock up right now. We also uh, did WrestleMania X7 last month, so you could check that one out. And we're getting ready to do this month's uh, pay-per-view review, which um, I, I believe we're going to kind of stick with the theme of the month, if that makes any sense. Uh and and do one of the Halloween Havocs. We haven't really narrowed down exactly which one yet. 96. Anyway. <laughs> are, are, you, are you you fuckers seriously doing this? What? I didn't do one. <laughs> you were you were hemming and hauling. <laughs> we didn't even go there. I wasn't even told that it was time for me to do that. I said you can follow at you can follow DA Fabe at and then you said bro you fuckers we're not doing this. I didn't do it. I didn't do a, a AEW Impact ROA. <laughs> I am relatively certain you did, but if you didn't, then let's do what it. What did I do? What was my challenge? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what my challenge was. So yours, yours was the. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was the New Day Street Profits and Rizango. His was the matches. That's the whole thing. <laughs> well, then, oh, fine. If you want to do one, do one. <laughs> Does that seriously just fucking happen? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, I never laughed so hard in my life. Oh. I And I know JLB is like... Yeah, no, the whole time he knew exactly what I was talking about. He's like, oh, I did it though. <laughs> but then I realized when you started instilled in shock, I'm like, oh, right. He said I was in the middle for a reason. And then I'm like, oh, snap, we forgot about him. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my God. So we, we want, you really wanted to end on Switch gimmick matches? Holy shit. I didn't wants to end on it someone else was saying yeah oh, let's go to the f- where can they follow us so <laughs> fuck yeah. oh, that was my bad <laughs> and at that point I'm like okay uh, <laughs> so just mark it as a stamp and put your thing here I'd, I'd like to give an opportunity to <laughs> some relatively unknown wrestlers I was gonna go with, with three guys that I thought maybe could do something good elsewhere and, and you guys could actually give reasons behind it. Okay, Go ahead. Go. Let's do this. Quit bitching and do it. <laughs> uh, Mojo, Riddick Moss, and Mojo, Riddick Moss, and R-Truth. 
Okay, our truth to AEW, Mojo and Riddick Moss back to the NFL because I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't, I don't want to put either of them on a- Impact. Riddick ring Moss off. fits fits a mold in Impact. Yeah, I still don't like them. Don't want them there. <laughs> Maybe they're good there. Maybe li- li- they- literally, if this was still nullify, vilify, and deify, I would argue to nullify both of them. <laughs> All right, well, JLB, do you have a better fit for that? Yeah, so um, I think having uh, Moss go to AEW would be a nice touch. Uh, I still think they're misusing Moss where he is. Uh, Mojo, I guess maybe might kind of work in Impact. He seems like he could be animated enough to do so, and he's very gim- he can be very gimmick-oriented when he did that whole face paint thing, but they just never did anything with it. Um, so maybe give him a shot there on Impact. And I don't know. I think our truth could be... You could also learn to do a promo there. Hopefully. They do really good promos. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, I don't know. I really like R-Truth and Impact as well. That's where he started, though. So, I feel like he's... Honestly, R-Truth, anywhere he goes, this guy's multi-talented. I feel like he would give at least some sort of star power to ROH. And, um, yeah, because he'd be a good time. I think he's a good time anywhere he goes. Uh, He's definitely very valuable, if not just for a promotion standpoint. Because people listen. People listen when he speaks, whether he's being goofy or not. It's just a different vibe, I feel, when he's around. And I'm talking even from the stuff that he does. We see the wrestlers talk to him and so on, just in a different zone. So, but yeah, ROH, our uh, truth to uh, ROH. Regardless of where I would put Riddick Moss, I have to agree with you. I think there is a potential for Riddick Moss. I, I disagree with Smarks on this one. Um, I think there's, there's an opportunity. Uh, Vince is notorious at pushing people who he thinks maybe have a name already or some type of brand recognition already way too fast. Um, what? Why don't they do a football stable? Well, but the, the problem Mo- with that is both Mojo Rawley and Riddick Moss didn't use those names in the NFL, no. so they don't have a brand. For- they have a face brand. And they, mm. you know, former NFL athlete type thing. But you could have Goldberg lead a lead a uh, NFL stable. That might be all right. I mean, ineffective NFL athletes: Brock Goldberg, Riddick Moss, and Mojo Raleigh. I was thinking even of the punter dude. Yeah. See, that guy was that match was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that match. But I don't know if. Like I feel like he did he did a heck of a lot more than Moss and Mojo ever did in the ring, I feel. But again, he was against Adam Cole. So I don't know if this was, that was just that. He was Cole also a lot, a lot more useful in the NFL than Riddick Moss and Mojo Raleigh were as athletes in the NFL. Right. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, you know, you would think a guy who has something to risk wouldn't do a lot in a wrestling ring, whereas he did yeah. more than us and Mojo put together, in my opinion. So, and he's a punter. Like, what was Mojo and Moss? Were they? They were just. They weren't. Uh, they were like they defense. Were no? Yeah, they were. They were defense. Yeah, they were in the box. Riddick Moss was a lineman, and Mojo was a fourth string linebacker yeah and all they and all they have to show for it is just a tackle Ooh, running tackle like you see this punter dude doing flip de doos and actually doing clotheslines and jumping out of the ring and this guy still has an nfl contract 
Mojo got his contract to get Gronk, and then they didn't get Gronk. Oh, so this was ages ago then. This is when he originally was there. Yeah, when well, he went there, they knew that he was good friends with Gronk, and they knew that Gronk was the type of guy who'd want to try something different after he retired. And he started to, and then he unretired. Yeah. Well, didn't Gronk do Gronk to WrestleMania though? So they technically yeah, got he him. hosted WrestleMania. <laughs> he was on he was on his way to being a wrestler, still at WrestleMania, and that got changed when Tom Brady signed with Buccaneers. Boom. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for having a uh, conversation that you hated, Smarks. <laughs> no, it, it's it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm sure you won't hear anything about it on Twitter at all. <laughs> I probably won't hear it. <laughs> or read well, it. You definitely won't if you have your notifications turned off. Oh, and... there's a notifications turned on or turn off thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> and and the thing is, I know you've got your notifications turned off because I just tweeted at you like five times. <laughs> <laughs> right there. That's why it was so quiet during uh, your conversation there. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if an NFL stable would be cool or not. Um, Lawrence Taylor, you know, had a match in wrestling. Well, I mean, it's something to get them on TV, but we all know how Vince cares about his precious appearance payouts. So that's crazy. That's something that I learned from this podcast. So technically, if he doesn't, if he only used them twice in the year, they only technically get paid for two appearances? Well, no, that downside guarantee is a minimum amount. So say say they were signed for five hundred thousand dollars for 50 appearances but they only use them twice they still get that whole five hundred thousand dollars because that's the minimum they can get paid which is why if they sign them for x number of appearances you better believe they will use all x number of appearances ah, typically okay. in house shows i mean a mm -hmm. lot of these guys that we don't get to see do house shows they're required to show up to raw or smackdown they don't get used this is looking at Zack ryder um and uh oh, we're not going to give him any tv time and there's bonuses for television isn't there yes i probably it depends get, on their they get more for televised than they do for non televised. So it's effectively a draw. Damn. So yeah, anyway, sorry. Now we can go to shop at spreadshirt.com. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, that was my bad. I got him uh I got Smarks out of his Smarks doesn't seem like he's in it right now, so I I, I didn't my bad. I didn't realize. I, my apologies. I'm sorry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Anyways, we've already done the follow uses, but if DA Fabe wants to give his, <laughs> well, I did it earlier, but I'll go at DA Vincent K Fabe, yeah, and then I'll try and figure out how to turn my notifications on on Twitter, and I might actually start <laughs> using Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can also make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts there should be a button for subscribe or follow or like or whatever that way you get notified whenever we post new episodes and if you're on a platform that uses uh, reviews like Apple Podcasts make sure to give us five stars just like the number of stars you will give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos <laughs> I, I really thought you were going to go with the number of aneurysms DA Fabe had <laughs> just now. I mean, that would work. No, beautiful <laughs> Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. Wow, what a wonderful place. Oh, I miss wonderful. it, especially now that it's getting cold. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, would, it sure would be nice to be down in Turks and Caicos right now. Can't travel COVID. Yep. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> um, but anyways, you can also find our Wix site in the pinned tweet or the show doobly doos down below. Uh, you can uh, listen to our show there or find ways to contact us or other places to listen to it. You can do the Wix app. Uh, we mentioned shop.spreadshirt.com where we have merch. So head on over there to, to see it all there. And otherwise, uh, keep it tuned to here. We've got the botch along coming up this weekend. Uh, so you'll have that. And then, of course, next week we're going to be back with uh, uh, Ron Order WBU. Although... It's going to not be a WBU as normal because there's another fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> um, don't we have some kind of tree? Yes, we have a link tree. Um, <laughs> linktr.ee slash raw and order WBU. That's also in the doobly-doos or the pinned tweet. Uh so you can go there and find all of the different ways to listen to us there. And, you know, if you know anyone down in Turks and Caicos who's uh, looking to sponsor some little podcasts, just let us know, because uh, we would love to be sponsored by Turks and Caicos. <laughs> can you imagine if people listen to this and they're like, why do they talk about Turks and Caicos so much <laughs> they go back and listen to what the episode, the one episode that it got brought up on? <laughs> Where, um, well, when did we bring up Turks and Caicos the first time? Uh, Fahrenheit degrees, countries that use Fahrenheit. Right. It was a, it was a WBU about two and a half months ago. Yeah, I don't even remember what I titled it. Uh, <laughs> it should have been Turks and, and Caicos. And Smarks looked up all of the countries that use Fahrenheit, and the very last one he said was Turks and Caicos, and we were like, we have to find out where this place is, and. If I hadn't heard Turks in Caicos as one word, I'd have probably been able to guess the Caribbean, but I initially thought it was some Eastern European country. <laughs> and well, it's the Turks it's part that did that. that. Yeah, it was the Turks part that did that. What Was it maybe our ADD one? I don't know. <laughs> it would make sense. That would absolutely make sense to be that one. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. We will see you all soon.